Hi, and welcome to Inglewood Presbyterian Church in Kirkland, Washington. We are a church for the neighborhood, whether you're a local neighbor or from far away, all are welcome here. We are pleased to present to you our weekly Sunday sermons. Our head pastor is James Cuman, and you can find more information about us on our website at inglewoodpc.org. Our scripture is from Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, to the end of the age. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This music stand is not appreciating the weight of the Bible that is on it, so I'm going to do something else with um, with the Bible. No way, that one either. Just the word, it's a weighty thing in our lives and apparently on music stands as well. Uh, please join me in prayer. Jesus, these are final words that Matthew recorded in his gospel. We want to take these words in that you are with us. That as we have been made your apprentices, begun to know you, you are with us. Help us to take that truth in this morning. Change us. Renew us, make us whole. We pray because you have come in grace to us. Amen. This is Reformation Day, and uh, again, the day that this guy did his 95 theses, and there was a lot of foment in Europe at the time, a lot of dissatisfaction throughout Europe in a number of ways. Uh, what church was like, and a lot of abuses within the church. He wasn't the only one, but this act, October 31st of 1517, was a crystallizing moment. As we, we look back now and can see that as, as history goes along, this was a, a key moment in a renewal 
that God brought about in his church, and in many ways has renewed the world through his church. God has renewed the world through his church, his people, us, over the centuries since. And one of the things that's delightful to, to recognize in this is God doesn't come to us in our successes. Now, the Reformation became a success, but at its beginning, it was small and weak and insignificant. In fact, even as the Reformation grew, any number of people were killed, burned at the stake, thrust out, refugees all over the place, God's command to welcome the foreigner in full display because people were being expelled from their homelands. God is with his people, not just when we have it together. In fact, in some ways, God is especially with us when we don't have our stuff together. When we are feeling our helplessness, when we're feeling our need for something, someone, somehow to come from outside of us and just save us. All kinds of things happen that just unexpected, that throw out our lives. I had this little epiphany just a few days ago. I was spending time with some folks in their home and had a little epiphany that at this particular moment in, I dare say, not just American, but probably in a lot of other countries as well in our history, I dare say that there is probably not a single person who is actually satisfied with our politics right now, yeah? I mean, because really, usually we, we have an election, and one side wins, and one side loses, and the side that wins feels, you know, basically pretty good, and the side that loses lets the wounds, and you fight again in two years, and the story keeps going, right? But we're in this weird moment where I don't think anybody feels good about the direction the world is taking. And then there's our own lives. It's not just politics, right? It's the whole pandemic for, goodness, almost two years ago now that this thing emerged in China and has affected all of us in the, again, almost two years since. In dramatic ways, I mean, I'm the only one without a mask right now. Just state one factoid. And churches, IPC certainly, and every other church globally has been dramatically affected. Our ability to be community with each other, we've had to recreate ways of being together, and not all of them have been very satisfactory. It's been tough. We're lonely, we're discouraged, we're worn out. You see, this is the good news of the Reformation because it's the good news of the Gospel. I really like how Mike Reeves put it. And a quote will go up on the screen. The Reformation is the story of one man, Martin Luther, discovering to his delight that with God, it's the other way around. God does not love people because they have sorted themselves out. He loves failures. And that love makes them flourish. Friends, it's easy for us in this time, in this place, in our point in history, for us to feel our weakness, to feel our frustration, to feel our failures, to feel our helplessness. 
to be discouraged. It's super easy. But again, God does not come to us when we have sorted our stuff out throughout history. God comes to us most equally, most dramatically, precisely when we are most in need, when we don't have it figured out, when we don't have it all together. And if there's any time that we don't have it all together, I dare say it would be now in 2021, yeah? Because we just don't. We don't. There's not a single one of us that really has it all together now. Both in terms of what we're doing personally, I mean, some of us are doing better than others, but together as society, no, we, we don't have it together. But Jesus' final words in the Gospel of Matthew are just as true for us right here, right now, as they were when those 11 guys and potentially, probably, some other people as well, that they came to him, even though some of them were still doubting, they couldn't quite bring themselves to believe he really was alive. I mean, they, they'd seen him crucified. You don't come back from that. But in the midst of their doubt, in the midst of them completely having failed him, aside from a few of the women who were his faithful friends, everybody else bailed on Jesus. They'd failed him. In the midst of their failure, in the midst of them having nothing at all to do with the success of anything, Jesus comes to them, even though some still doubt him, and says, I will be with you always, even to the end of the earth. And is this always, in most English translations, it gets translated always, but you can just as fairly translate it as each and every day, or indeed because of the construction, the entirety of every day. I will be with you every minute, every hour, every day. I will be with you. In the midst of your weakness, in the midst of your failure, in the midst of your exhaustion, in the midst of your need, I will be with you. Now, I experienced this in a relatively more dramatic and clear-cut way because thanks to you and your support and some funds from the Living Foundation, I got to experience a sabbatical. Time to simply be, to unwind deep and cross, to simply be. But Jesus' promise here isn't, hey, when you go on a spiritual retreat, you take a couple weeks off or a couple months off, I will be with you. It's each and every day. All day, I will be with you to the end of the age. And friends, that has to be our hope. As I said to a, a number of you as we began to get reacquainted and my reflections over my time about folks, we as IPC, we have worked Hard. And that's good. We've, we've worked really hard to love our neighbors, to be a church for the neighborhood, to, to reach out to be generous, to both welcome in and step out. We've, we've worked hard, and that's, and that's good. We've worked hard to love each other well, and, and, that's, and that's good. We've made plans and we've carried them out, and, and that's good. 
But here's the thing, and it's over my sabbatical, I came to, to formulate it this way. Look, people, we've, we've done everything humanly possible to be community together and, and be a church in the neighborhood. We've done everything humanly possible to, to grow and expand. And maybe that's the problem. Because as I reflected on my own heart, I realized that there was a, a you know, I'm trusting Jesus. I'm moving forward. I can, I can see ways that he's been bringing me along. I can see ways that I have trusted him in difficult ways you know, for, for you, for myself, for family, ministry. But if I'm honest with myself, at key moments, again and again, because the life of a Christian is one of daily repentance, it's a lot of like, well, okay, we're going we're gonna to trust Jesus and we're going to do this event. We're going to trust Jesus, and I'm just going to have to put in 70 hours this week. I'm going to trust Jesus, and and it's the and, I think, has been a problem at times for me. Instead of being willing to simply slow down and trust Jesus, my temptation has been, and I'm voting this for me, Talking about James here. My temptation has been, I'm going to trust Jesus, and if I put in that extra time, we, we can make this happen. I'm going to trust Jesus, and if we have better social media programs, we can make this happen. I'm going to trust Jesus, and it warm me now. It warm me now. And I know enough of you well enough to know that that dynamic, and again, everybody's different, I'm talking about me, but that similar kind of dynamic has worn others of you out as well. And the invitation, as it was to those 11 guys on the mountain, is to simply receive. And yes, there are things we're called to do, to love our neighbor, to love each other, to love God. But to trust as your foundational principle of everything. Jesus is with us. And anytime we're moving ahead of him, we're thinking that we're adding something to what he's doing, it's gonna wear us out. And what good news that Jesus came into this world save and rescue insignificant, limited, finite, scattered people like us to do for us what we couldn't possibly do for ourselves. On this Reformation Day, to simply rest in the truth of the good news of Jesus, he is with us. And my hope for us as we move forward is that we would indeed love more. We can always grow in our love for God, for each other. And yes, that will, that will mean we'll do some things to, to, to love each other and our neighbors. But my hope for myself as well as for us together is that we'll labor less 
that we'll choose out of those situations where we feel like it's up to us to make this happen because it's not, it's Jesus. To accept some of our limits, at, well, not just some of our limits, see, even, I, even then, I catch it, I want to have it qualified. You know, to accept our limits, all of them, all of our limits. I have some gifts that you don't have, but you all have gifts that I don't have. Those are limits, and they're put by God, by grace, to be part of how he guides us and frees us to know that it's not up to us. It's him. So again, my hope, friends, as we live into this next season, whatever comes, to love more. Take the opportunity today to make sure that you Catch each other's names. If you don't know somebody, go up and introduce yourself. Let's take opportunities during the week to reach out to people who we know are, are, are lonely or are grieving, because there are those among us who are. So to love more, but to labor less. Because Jesus loves us, and he is with us. Right now.